It's me. It's me. Yes, it's me. What's up? Um, so a couple things I wanted to get out of the way. One, thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do every Mondays now. Um, so you're going to start seeing every Monday. Um, if I don't do it on a Monday, uh, just murder me. Just pull me on the side of the street and run me over. Um, so I just came back from a regional where I unfortunately didn't top because fuck time rules. Um, and I apparently can't play Yu-Gi-Oh because I don't have a brain. So I'm gonna play Eldritch. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I just want to kind of talk about a little bit about my results. And then after, I thought we would talk about something more fun. So, um, I went to the Greenville, South Carolina Regional. Um, I played tier. I know, right? Bleh. But it was an attempt to get my top because, uh, as you, the viewers know, I've been just struggling. Like, I've always been very close. Um, and so I just wanted it this one time. This one time. So I'll kind of go with what happened. So round one, I played Blackwing. And I do not know what the fuck Black Wings do. I know what they do in 2000, like, I don't know, like 11 or 12. But I don't know what they do now. So I go first and I just set up the basic tier board. Um, and he, I, I just literally negate everything he can do. And so he just scoops. We go to game two and he sets up the double Black Wing Dragon dude, the level 10. And he starts burning me for a crazy amount. And so, um, one of the sneaky things that I put in my extra deck, which I'll tell you a funny story about later, um, was Exiton Knight. Because not a lot of people were expecting it. And it, and it actually came up very clutch a lot of times. Like, this, this entire region came up clutch. Um, so I was trying to find a way to it, but I got to it, but I didn't have enough life points to pay to use it so i basically lost and then game three i made the worst mistake it was a combination of the the most terrible mistake i've ever made and my opponent stalling the living shit out of us so game game three i open instant fusion and i have like 10 minutes left on the clock so i'm like Bro, I have 10 minutes. There is n absolutely no way that this man stalls for like 5 minutes. I can do this combo in 5 minutes. Because he had no bestials in hand. So I'm like, oh, this combo would take 5, not even 5 minutes. Um, I can do it in 3. So I do my thing. I give him 8 minutes on the clock. This man proceeds to slow play the living shit out of me. Like, I'm talking, what does Rukalis do? Like, bro, come on, you know what Rukalis does. We're not, we're not, I, you came to this event knowing you would see tier. And I mean, that's okay. Uh, that's understandable if you don't know what the card does, like, ask. But he proceeded to ask that question about four more times about each of my cards. So I call a judge and I'm like, yo, dog, this man is slow playing. Please, 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 please. Like, do something about it. He's like, okay, one minute extension. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so he continues to set up a board, and then he burns me 
and then he plays around with some more cards that don't really do anything, and he makes sure to take his time thinking for every card, and then time's called and I lose. And, I mean, it is on me for using the Instant Fusion, so I can't blame the other guy entirely. I did misplay. I should have just went into Gaga Ga Cowboy, burned him, and went into Baguska. That's, like, the safer play, but, I, you know, I, I didn't want to be that person, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that guy. But, you know, we win some, we lose some. Um, I was a little upset about it, but, you know, it gets worse. <laughs> so, game two, I end up playing Rika. And I feel so bad for the guy playing Rika, but I know that deck in and out is one of my favorite decks. And when he started, uh, so, kind of, like, funny, the guy uh, next to me, we're talking about, like, one of my favorite decks. And he was saying, like, oh, like, I love Crystal Beast, which is what he was playing. And I'm like, oh, I love Rika. Like, I would play that if the format let me. And, like, the guy the guy I was playing, he's like, oh, man, I love Rika, too. And I'm like, oh, sick. Like, we were talking about, like, different texts and stuff. And so we draw our five hands. And he's going first. And he's like, anyways, normal summon Sun Siege Genus Lokai in my fucking face, dude. I was like, oh, my God. He's actually playing it. And, I mean, like, um, he was a pretty good player. It's just... When you have a deck like Tear, it just it billow like it just runs over stuff like that. Like the reason Rika was so good in the format before is because it literally could build a board that didn't lose a Dark Ruler, which Sprite format was just Dark Ruler Turbo. Can I find Dark Ruler? Um, so I mean, it kind of sucks. I think the deck is still good. It just Tear is just too crazy. So I end up 2 owing him just because, like, I knew every interruption he was going to set up, so I knew exactly what to hit. So, um, going on to game 3, I think I played against Cash Tier. Now, that was the craziest game. So, the Cash Tier cards, I'm just going to tell you folks now, if you aren't prepared for them, if you're, like, if you decide to, like, maybe play again, um, oh my god, dude. <laughs> Um, the cash tier cards are crazy, um, especially Diablos, the mine hacker, even though he's not like a official cash tier card, he's literally made for the archetype perfectly. Um, he is crazy going into someone like literally just picking up your opponent's extra deck and being like, Hey, I don't like this card. Get rid of it. And you can't touch it again because uh, there's not a lot of cards that can interact with face down banished, which is Again, face down banish is crazy. So, um, the funny story about that game is I got absolutely smoked. Like, um, his mills were crazy and my mills were just bad. And I mean, that it just comes down to that sometimes. But, holy moly. He, so, he picks up my extra deck. And he's looking through my cards. And he stops on Exiton Knight. And he just, his eyes get wide and he's like you're playing this? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, holy shit, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you're about to get Exiton knighted. <laughs> so he realizes, but there's nothing he could do because he, he doesn't want me to keep the Kikalos. So he, he gets rid of the Kikalos, and I make Exiton knight and blow up his whole board, and we ended up going to, like, game three over it. It was pretty crazy. Um, But, yeah, I think Exiton knight was just crazy in general for me. Game four, or round four, uh, I forget who I played, um, but I'm pretty sure I just won pretty easily. 
I don't think it was like a, oh, I played Tri-Brigade. So I played Tri-Brigade. Um, and that was probably the funniest game of all time because we just went back and forth. But, like, we were both so, like, it was literally just hit top deck mode for a while. And then I top decked Planet and it was over from there. Um, it was, he was good. He was cool. I wasn't expecting like what he was playing. And then like he went first and he summoned a Leerlust monster. I'm like, oh shit, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> oh no, no bueno. But I think he was a little bit newer to the game. So therefore he couldn't like play the deck to the best potential, which kind of sucks for him. But he was a really cool guy, a really good opponent. So like, it was really cool talking to him. Um, so then the next game is where all the fun takes place. So there's a certain player, because I usually go to this regional, I've gone to this regional twice or three times now, but there's uh, two recognizable players from the Greenville, South Carolina regional scene. There is the Dark Magician guy, who is just honestly awful person, and then you have this guy. So this guy, um, he's like your average Zodiac Duelist player, like who, who like unironically lives on Zodiac Duelist. Um, he thinks he can take as long as he wants to play. Um, so essentially, he's playing Naturia Runic, which is a deck that needs brains. And I mean, I don't think he was a bad player, and I don't think he played it wrong, but I think he just took 20 minutes to do his turn. So um, 10 minutes in, we're still on turn two. So I call a judge. I'm like, hey, this guy is slow playing really bad. Can we please do something? And essentially he says, no. Like, it's it's not far enough along into the the match, I guess, for them to consider it slow playing, is what I was told. And I'm like, but this dude is like really slow playing, pretty bad. Um, we were still in game one, turn two, ten minutes in. And it's not like we were going, like, chain links or anything. Like, he was just deciding what to do. So I'm, like, a little upset at this point because it's getting pretty bad. So I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but could you please speed up your play because you're being very slow? And he says no. <laughs> he actually just straight up told me no. So um, I then call a judge again at the 20-minute mark. I'm like, hey. This guy is slow playing. You need to watch him. So they're like, okay, we'll give you a minute extension. I'm like, bro, you've got to be kidding me. There is no way this is happening. So he gets further and further along. I've called. Finally, I call the judge the third time, and I say, you've got to watch this guy. So um, that is when there is three minutes left in the clock, okay? So I – what <laughs> – Unironically about that game, which is kind of funny now thinking about it, is actually uh, game two. It was so bad. The slow play was so bad. I sighted in Gaga Ga Cowboy and I burned him. Instead of going for Dwella, I burned him to make him play faster, which is again hilarious because I knew he was. I knew that was his game plan going in. Like after he took twenty to thirty minutes on like one turn, I knew that's what he was trying to do. And I knew game three, he was going to try to side in a stupid, um, what is it? Ghost Spooky Dogwoods. Um, I knew it was coming. So I, I call a judge. I'm like, hey, you've got to watch this guy. I'm getting very tired of it. So 
again, they so they finally come over to start watching him, and then he starts playing slowly, but just enough where they can't consider it slow play. So he's playing, again, very slow. But he doesn't make much of a board, and my hand is, like, good. So I'm like, okay, I can win this. And so I draw, and I'm looking at my hand, and I'm like, I, I got, like, two minutes to do this and make this happen. So I'm going to make this happen. And, I, again, I was like, I've got to do this. I'm not losing to someone just slow playing. It's not happening. So, I, he ends up Baron negating my field spell. So, I'm like, perfect. That's what I wanted to do. So, I triple tax steal his Baron. So, he has the Mole Cricket in Graveyard. And I know he does. So, I try to shuffle it back with the Medora, and he ghost spells it. I'm like, okay. That makes sense. So I knew I had to get rid of it. So with two minutes left, I just head into battle phase. And so he had one set card, which was Blessing. And I knew that was going to be an issue. But I had two Bistials in hand. So I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'm good. So I go to pop the back row with Baron, and of course he chains it. Um, so he summons the Mole Cricket. Again, taking ten minutes to, to summon the Mole Cricket. Um, so I like quickly go battle phase because it, it was like right at time with the, even with the minute extension. So obviously he has the battle phase thing, but I'm like, okay, so we tie essentially. So I go to bestial magnemite cause it's the only thing, the only way I can win and he goes spooky dog with me. So then I am pissed. Like I am, when I say I'm mad, like, I've never actually been that mad before because, like, I don't mind if an opponent takes time to think about their plays and stuff. But, like, when you deliberately do it in slow play knowing that's how you're going to win the game, it's pretty trash. Like, it's honestly really trash. <laughs> so I was pretty upset. And um, so actually one of the friends that I came down with, he's a really good judge. He judges a lot of YCSs and stuff. Um, and um, he's really good at his, his job, and I, I don't blame him at all for it, but I came to him, and I was pissed. I'm like, dude, you've got to watch this guy. Like, he, I'm pretty upset because I called a judge four times, and nothing was done until the last minute. And he said, oh, that like, that shouldn't have happened. And they're supposed to give you, so fi I found out after, is they're supposed to give you a three-minute time extension for, like, um, slow play, and they were giving me a minute. So... Happy to say, I still lost that game, which I was pretty upset about, but they ended up, um, that guy got a lot of slow play warnings, and he, I think he got a slow play game loss at one point. Like, they were actually starting to watch him, so he started playing faster, because they knew he were watching him, but still, it should have never came to that, especially when I called a judge, like, four times. But, tis what happens. Um, the next game, I forget what I played. What did I play? Um, I don't know. It was an easy sweep. The next round, I played Sprite, and, um, really good player. Like, I've got to give it to this guy. He played everything smart. It was just, I knew what he was going to try to do. Because all the Sprite Bissial boards, they try to do the same thing. They try to set up, like, some, the double cross with the elf. And, like, some type of other interruption. 
So I knew that. And he wasn't actually playing, um, I don't, I don't think he was playing the, uh, Toad version, where he was playing totally. Um, so, honestly, I just blew through his board twice. And game, game two, I drew the Dark Ruler, so it was nothing he could really do. <laughs> like, I just drew it. I just had it. Um, so then I moved on to the next game, and uh, I played Sword Soul. Now, um, really nice guy. Uh, he was really good. Um, but I honestly just bricked three games in a row. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, all my hands are bad. Um, even after the game, he's like, it's sad that we didn't really actually get to play because I know your hands were so bad. So, um, game one, my hand was Keldo, 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 Madora, Madora. Like, what do I even do there? Um, like, I Keldo for Madora, and, but he has a Baron and a Chichao. So there's nothing I can do. So I just, I honestly just scoop him. I'm like, I, nothing I can do. Game two, I open, going first, mind you, Sarnir, Sarnir, no, no, not Sarnir, sorry, I sided the Sarnirs out. It was Sulik, Druidsworm, Druidsworm, Magnumut, Murley. So I'm like, okay, so I Murley, or I lose. And I Murleyed, and I didn't mill any names. <laughs> but I somehow creeped it out, um, because he also had a terrible hand. Um, like, a terrible hand. So he also had a terrible hand, so I was able to top deck into planet and play. So we were good, and I won that game. Game three, bro. Man. <laughs> My hand was, um, it was, it was pretty bad. It was like Rhino Heart, Rhino Heart, um, Magnumut, uh, two other cards but the two other cards didn't do anything for me and so my only play was really to normal summon rhino heart and activate the effect but he went first so he set up his baron line so there was nothing i could do so i ended up losing that which i i mean i wasn't mad about that one that was just it happens i forget who i played the next game after but it was an easy 2-0 and then, um, unironically, my final match of the the regional, I played 60-card Mechlord, which, again, was one of the coolest experiences of all time. So I sit down, and he, he the guy doesn't say much to me. So I'm a little confused. I'm like, okay, um, cool. Because usually, like, your opponents introduce themselves, you know. And if you've ever been to a regional, like, most people are really nice. Like, don't, just because I, I'm talking bad about this regional, like, like, 99.9% .9 of the people you meet at a regional are really cool and really nice people and, like, play the game genuinely. It's just you always have, like, a couple, I would say, bad apples that play like that. Um, but this guy was super cool. Um, he started off activating Mechlord Assembly, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, I have to read these cards. Because I've always, um... Like, I always wanted to make Mechlord, because Mechlord looks like such a funny deck. Especially, like, in Sword Soul era, because um, everybody was playing Synchros at that point. So I remember, actually, Lucid plays Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, he was literally talking about making a Mechlord deck, and I thought it was hilarious. So I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. 
So, um, yeah, he, he starts by, like, just doing a bunch of stuff, but he doesn't really do anything. And, I mean, I was playing the best deck at the time, and I kind of feel bad for him, but uh, I was just playing. So I ended up getting, I, I ended up going 5-4, and I got 83rd out of 330. Um, I wasn't too happy about it. It's It's more of, like, a... This is more of a motivational piece because, I mean, personally for me, I really wanted my top. And I do feel like um, had I not lost in that time time match, had the judges done something about that, um, I felt like I probably would have had a better chance and I think I might have topped. But things happen. Um, we move on. We try better. You know, we, we, can't, we can't win them all. I'd like to win one, but, you know, we can't win them all. But yeah, um, new focus, I, I think moving forward is I'm going to be playing a lot more cooler strategies than tier. Tier is just kind of like a cool thing I could play for right now and then move on to other stuff. So right now I've been, I just want to talk a couple seconds about some decks I've been enjoying here recently. Labyrinth has been honestly one of the more fun decks that I've played. Um, interaction's cool, like the artwork is cool, literally being able to activate trap cards on turn one is crazy. And so a lot of people um, are actually teching in this card called Temple of the Kings, I believe. And I actually, <laughs> I just bought some today, unironically, because I needed them. Um, but it basically says you can activate one trap card the turn it's set. Which is, again, crazy. Especially in this deck, because you just gain so much advantage from that. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually bought the uh, Ultras. Yeah, I bought the Ultras. I forget if I bought... I think I bought uh, Near Mints. Yeah, I bought Near Mints. I, I don't remember what I bought. But, um, yeah, I I was pretty excited um, just to play this deck because I think it's one of the more fun strategies. Um, and, and it definitely gets better here um, after this next... Well, not Amazing Defenders, but... Um, after the next, you know, base set, which is Photon Hypernova. Um, but yeah, I I guess I could kind of talk about Photon Hypernova or not Photon Hypernova. Excuse me. We could kind of talk a little bit about um this next upcoming set, the um what the fucking terrible set, the uh, Ancient Guardians Two, is what I like to call it. Um, yeah, it's garbage. Guys, please don't buy this set. Unless you're looking to play one of these archetypes, um, which Makanko is pretty cool. Um, I, I heard a lot of people are going to mix it with Libromancers, which the liberals do need their Libromancers, if you know what I'm saying, guys. So, um, the, the liberal media is controlled by the Libromancers. It's true, guys. Look it up. So, um, Alex Jones told me. But I think that, honestly, it's one of the cool, like, cooler ritual deck designs. Um, but the other archetypes are just bad. Like, I, I, I gotta be honest here. This deck, this deck build set is just not that good. Um, the rescue ace cards are, like, not good. Like, they, see, it seems crazy, because, like, set four back row from your deck seems crazy. Until you realize that none of the back row do anything. Like, they're not that good. So you're basically just 
setting a bunch of useless cards. So, like, you you literally can't do anything. So, it, it's, it seems really cool, but it's just bad. And then the other one, the pearly archetype, it looks really cool. Like, the artworks look sick. But, um, yeah. It's like, um, it's what furries playing and we support furries but at the same time like ew if you know what i mean but um yeah it's it's just it just seems none of it seems like it's doing anything and even and most of the time when they do sets like this like they'll include cards that are worth buying the set for there is not a single card in here that i think it is worth buying the set for like it just it's trash like, it, it, it's just really bad. Like, all of them. So, I mean, honestly, don't buy this set. Um, That's all I'm really going to say about this set. But, yeah. So, I thought I would want to um kind of end off the episode just about talking some things not in Yu-Gi-Oh! Because, I know, we get it. Yu-Gi-Oh! This right now is just trash. Like, um, I think a lot of people are kind of thrown off and don't know if they want to come back. Um, there's, but, but guys, there's always casual formats. There's always, um, Edison, like different formats like that, where you don't have to play this format. Actually, um, I know someone with a Edison format, uh, podcast, which you could check out. I will find their Edison podcast. Totally not looking it up right now because I forgot, but yeah, there's a lot of cool, just things you could do. That's not the meta right now. Um, one of the fun things that actually my locals have started um, is a bulk bin battle. So um, if you guys don't know, I don't know if your store does it, but my store does like a bulk, um, like just we we just sell bulk. And so as a result, we just have like an abundance of bulk everywhere. <laughs> like it's just everywhere. And so, um, as a result, we don't know what to do with it. It's just here. Like, we, it's just here. So, um, what we came up with was like, hey, what if we just, like, gave everybody, everybody did 10 bucks, right? Put in $10, and then we just went for it, right? Like, you put in $10, everyone gets a bulk box, we throw in, like, some random shit in there, and bang. Like, do you know how fun that sounds? That sounds extremely fun. So we were all like, hell yeah, let's do this. So there's always something to do in, in sort of these formats. And, and I'm hoping that um, this format is going to die here probably <laughs> in the next year. You got a while, though, because Cashier comes out and God, fuck that deck. Oh, God, fuck that deck. Um, but yeah, uh, personally what I've been doing recently is playing Persona 5, so it's actually kind of something I've always wanted to try, and I never had the time to do it, just because, like, guys, if you don't know, like, outside of my podcast, my life is crazy busy, like, I work uh, 50 hours a week at my job, I go to school full-time, so this is kind of, like, a side project for me right now, just because, like, I can't put as much time as I'd like to into it, um, but I still do it because I just love to do it, um, but yeah, Persona 5, I had, like, kind of, like, a break just with Christmas, Christmas and everything, 
And so I loaded up like Xbox Game Pass and it had it on there. And I'm like, dude, I, I've got to try it. Like I've been wanting to try this game for forever. Like why not do it? So I load it up and like, again, the cinematics and everything are just mm, like, mm. you know, like they look so good. And I'm a sucker for RPGs. If you didn't know this, I'm just a sucker for them. The only ones that I couldn't really get into, like, wow, I could never get into wow because I just found it boring. But a lot of other RPGs, I'm just like, mm, give me all, give me it all, you know, like I'll play this for nine years straight. So I get into this game and I'm like realizing like, damn, I really love this game. Like, this is so much fun. Like, the story is very interesting. And if I don't, I'm not going to give it away any spoilers or anything because I want you to play the game. But um, kind of like a backstory. So essentially, you are this kid or this teenager. And um, one night you catch a, a guy, a person, trying to like uh, rape a woman or something. And so you stop him. Well, this guy um, basically says, no, you assaulted me. And so you get sent off to like another school because you get kicked out and you're labeled like a villain and stuff. And so um you go along um and you come to school and everything and so you get this random app on your phone and um the app is actually going to something called the metaverse and you meet people there um you meet morgana which i i haven't finished the game yet so i don't know all of morgana's backstory um but uh apparently she, she's some type or he is some type of like creature slash used to be human or something like that like cat um and you make friends like along the way and you power up your like your personas or like your part of the uh like i guess like the um um you know how pokemon has like the different types it powers up your different types of personas like based on like who what bonds you build with different people which i think is really cool that's a really cool concept i'm like Damn, this is really cool. So I'm right now just past one of the coolest parts of the game. Um, and everybody, if you if if you don't want to hear like this spoiler, maybe if you're never gonna play Persona, like don't worry about it. But if if you uh want to play the game, like maybe skip this part because I'm gonna tell kind of an it's it's an important part, I guess. So um one of the parts that just okay, skip now. So one of the parts that um, I like was shocked on is like, so you, you halfway through the game or like, I guess near the end-ish, I'm not sure. I'm still playing. I'm like 40 hours in. So you meet a catchy, which is like this young detective guy. And so it turns out that he is like this evil villain, um, this evil detective who is like framing your group on purpose. And you're part of the Steve group. They're trying to save people and give people change of change of hearts or like um, take away their desires or like worldly desires um, to make them like turn from their ways and like become good people. And so you find out that this guy has been killing people in the metaverse. Um, and when you kill somebody in the metaverse, you kill them in real life. So he's been killing these people so like that this leader, this political leader can gain like traction. And so um, part of the story is like you're actually getting um, like interrogated by this one girl um, and she's like your lawyer. But like 
further on in the game, you create this bond with her, and she realizes that you're not lying about anything, and that you're being like a hundred percent serious, that you're like not lying about anything. So it comes to, it comes to fruition, and you find out that they they jailed you on purpose, and that they set you up, um, and that then, but you actually unironically set a catchy up. But Akechi goes and tries to murder you. And shoots you in the head. And like I'm like, holy shit, did my main character just die? Like, am I dead? Did I do something wrong? And then like it realized like you realize that you got killed in the metaverse. Um, so you made like a, a replication in someone else's brain, so you were still alive. And I was like, Holy shit, this is crazy. But yeah, it honestly, one of the best games I've ever played. Uh like I highly enjoy it. Um, and I think if you're looking for, like, something to spend a lot of time on and something that, like, has its charm, um, and there's so much to do in the game, honestly, like, there really is, and, and there's, like, an infinite amount of playthroughs, just because e each playthrough can be different, like, you get different personas, like, you, um, you make different bonds and stuff like that, like, I think it's just one of those games where, like, I don't think I could ever get tired of it. Um, so, as a result, um, they're actually releasing Persona 3 and 4 on the Switch, and I've already bought them, I've already pre-purchased them, um, because I'm gonna play through 3 and 4. Um, I've heard 3 and 4 aren't as good as 5, um, I'm playing 5 Royal, um, but I wanna kind of experience the older games, just to kind of see, um, you know, where Persona 5 did it right and where Persona 5 did it wrong compared to the old games, because a lot of people know the older games are usually, like, come up with, like, the basics. And then the, the 5 or, like, the next one on, like, builds on that topic. Well, I also kind of see it as the older games have, like, new ideas, and they implement them better sometimes than the newer games. Um, so I want to see how that works. And also, I want to see, like, the different storylines and stuff like that, because apparently there's different storylines. And then I found out today that it's a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei, which I've actually never played that game series, and now I'm looking to play forward to playing that. So I'm like, oh, dude, you got me playing so many weird games today. But yeah, I thought I would give you kind of a little something that's not uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! related today, because, you know, we all get tired of it, and... um. This format has been total ass. Um, if you haven't wanted killed your, if you haven't wanted to kill yourself, this format, I I don't know what you're doing. But I had a couple questions, so thank you guys so much for leaving questions. Um, and don't be feel pressured to leave questions. I'm sorry, last week I just for me I, it it helps me see like progress. But if you don't want to leave anything, I totally understand that. Um, but today's, I have two of them. So one of them is like, Hey man, just picked up flute. What do you think is the best spice cards to add for local play? So one of the big things that I've been preaching for flu, which, um, shout out to me for helping one of my friends top. Um, it, this, this isn't like a, a huge tech, but, um, I think enemy controller is a must with the deck. Um, so the main thing with flu, um, Alex is, when you play the deck, like, you want to be able to dodge hand traps, because hand traps are what kills your deck. I don't think anything else, I mean, evenly matched, maybe, but you, you literally just make Miss Valley Apex Avian, you're like, no. You know, activate that. But 
other than that, you don't lose to a lot except hand traps. And essentially what you can do with enemy controller is it adds an aspect of essentially taking your opponent's monster and still getting your flunder trigger effects. So for example, let's just say I normal summon Eaglin, activated the effect. You chained to Imperm. I could chain enemy controller, tribute my Eaglin, take one of your tier monsters, right? So now I have your tier monster. And now I get my Eaglin to resolve. So let's just say I get my Eaglin, I normal summon Rabina, chain one Rabina, chain two Eaglin. Um, you don't have anything there. I add my Eaglin, I just tributed your Shiren, and I just tributed my Eaglin for an Empen. I now have one extra card I can search, or one extra play I can make. Um, and it also broke your board while not allowing you to trigger any tier effects, which is crazy in this format. Also, playing the deck, uh, I don't know, like a cool spice card, but Tribute Burial I think is really cool. Uh, it's a cool concept um, that I think a lot of people are kind of skipping by. Um, and what Tribute Burial basically says is like you can tribute monsters from the graveyard by banishing them instead of like actual tribute summoning, which is again really cool and i think really helps the deck out so yeah those those are some cool stuff and then if you ever wanted to like maybe play uh flu a couple cards that i think would be very relevant for the deck evenly matched in the main is crazy um i actually helped a friend his first regional was this weekend and i helped him build flu and i tested with him and showed him and he actually did very well and i'm very proud of him for that um shout out to ryan if you're listening um uh, but yeah he he did very well and i think honestly evenly matched and um knowing how to play the flu mirror are the biggest things that um determine whether you win or lose at locals so gambonius says if you could design a new extra deck mechanic what would it be like so I, personally i think we have way too many fucking mechanics but I like the chaos, so I want to add a new mechanic. I think a new mechanic that would be cool is maybe making an archetype, not really like a mechanic, but an archetype that allows you to um, make trap cards like, um, like mon not monsters, but like, um, I don't know. Oh, I would call it like trap like, I want to make something that's a trap and a spell card, and it's not spell, it, it can respond to counter traps, which I think would be something cool, um, so that way you don't have to play Red Reboot, but you can also have these cards. Um, also, a cool extra deck mechanic I think would be cool is, like, um, I think Chaos Summoning would be a very cool mechanic. So I know that they have, like, the CXYZ monsters. I think instead of making that, like, an XCs monster, they can make it, like, another mechanic. So let's just say you have Utopia. There's a, a red Utopia that gives it extra effects, but you have to meet a certain condition to summon it. <gasps> like, a great example would be, like, um, Utopia. So you have Utopia. And then um, to make Utopia see um, Chaos Utopia, you would have to at least banish at least have 10 banished cards and have used both of his um like stop attack effects and then once you meet that condition you can special summon it but i think it would be cool if it was like 
added on to the extra deck. So you still have your 15 extra deck, but you have like a five like chaos deck, I guess. Um, I think that would be like a cool concept for a mechanic. Um, just to give it some cool, like, just to give something like a new spice. Um, also, I think giving Pendulum some cards back would be nice. So we don't have to make a new mechanic. We could just let Pendulum play. But yeah. Um, and then a question I wanted to a answer this week. What is your favorite deck to play right now? So right now, for me personally, it's still, like I said this episode, it's got to be Labyrinth. Too much fun. Um, I, I don't think I've actually gotten tired of the deck yet. Like, it's just so much fun. Um, and, and it answers a lot of the decks that are not... Well, I mean, it doesn't answer tier as much as it should. But I think in the next set, Photon, when we get Big Welcome Labyrinth, it does. Um, but it's a really cool deck. Highly recommend anybody. It, it's not a budget deck. I will say it's not a budget deck. Um, but it's a really cool deck. And if you're looking for something, like, interesting and, like, mechanically-wise... Like, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and honestly, dude, it's like balls to wall, the fucking coolest thing I've played so far, other than Flunder. Flunder still wins it for me every time. It's still my favorite deck of all time, but, you know, Labyrinth is pretty cool right now. So, guys, uh, let me know what your favorite deck to play right now is, um, or if you don't want to say that, like, what your favorite deck of all time is. Um, and I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to the Metakillers podcast. Um, again, it's podcast episodes should come up every monday again i'm gonna try to get hosts on i i really am sorry it's it's hard to get hosts on um just because like my schedule is crazy and i know a lot of other people's schedule is crazy so i apologize to you guys for that um but anyways thank you so much for listening um and again you guys are awesome and um make sure to always flip purple cards